Shalom from Rabbi John. This is the first in a series of monthly podcasts I'll be doing, with a focus on midot. Midot in Judaism are qualities of character or personality. They are ethical qualities. The Hebrew word midah means literally a measure, and the reason that the qualities are called midot is that each of them is something we have in our souls, in ourselves, in a different measure. We have more or less of patience or humility or gratitude or the other qualities that we would call midot. Each month I'll be speaking about one of the midot on a Shabbat morning in the synagogue and also putting out a podcast and some other study material. The focus on midot comes from a modern Jewish movement of the 1800s and 1900s called Musar, which refers to Jewish ethics. And the practice of Musar involved a real focus on the ethical qualities, the midot within ourselves. And two of the things which were involved in this process have been the study of the particular midot, Jewish texts or Torah that relate to that quality, and also being, paying very close attention every day to that particular quality and how it manifests itself or doesn't so much in our lives. So this month, I want our focus to be on the midah, the quality of patience, or in Hebrew, savlanut. We've just begun the Jewish month of Mar Cheshvan, which is the month after the Jewish holidays, and it's the beginning of one of the longer periods in the Jewish year when there isn't a holiday. We wait from Simchat Torah until Hanukkah, and so it might be fitting that we think during this period of time about patience. So what is patience? We might more productively start by asking what impatience is. And impatience, I think we all can recognize, is this kind of thing. We have to get to dinner with some friends or go to a movie, and somebody is moving too slowly. And we're impatient because I'm ready and that other person isn't. Or how come I'm always ready first and you're not, and why can't we be there on time for once? And there's a kind of little boil inside ourselves as we get impatient, even over the few minutes it takes to wait for someone to finish getting dressed or put their coat on so we can go out. So Aristotle, who is one of the great original writers about the midot, what in Greek philosophy are known as the virtues, he says that impatience is really in the, uh, something that has the form of anger. And he identifies impatience as the, the reaction, the emotional reaction we have. And this corresponds with a biblical metaphor for impatience as well. In the Torah, when it says that God is angry, angry with the children of Israel, the expression it uses is af, which means having a, a hot nose, literally. And it's a colorful metaphor, and we can immediately recognize it, because being impatient means starting to, to heat up and feel like, uh, like we're overheating in reaction to something happening in the moment that's making us impatient. In modern Hebrew, the word for patience is savlanut, and it comes from the word lisbol, saval, which means to suffer. So if patience is the opposite of impatience, it means literally the ability to tolerate the, the suffering, the anxiety or the pain that goes on inside of ourselves when we begin to feel that we're welling up with things that cause us to be impatient. But we can look a little deeper and see that the source of impatience, the source of the emotional response of impatience, is really about time. It's about being somehow out of sync with someone else in time. I'm ready and you are not, something like that. But the small example of that kind of thing, getting ready to go somewhere, points to a larger and maybe more important form of impatience or place where the theme of patience and impatience can be seen. Sometimes we're impatient for another person to change, to become different or conform to our expectations or our hopes for them. And we become impatient because they're not changing right now. We want to see something different now.
And each time we see some manifestation of that quality in a discussion or an argument or a behavior, it just reminds us and brings to the surface our impatience. The motivation for our impatience can be something good. If we're looking at our kids, for instance, and there's something that they have to learn, how to be more calm with a sibling, or more responsible for something, the goal is a good one. And our impatience, if we have that response, is rooted in our desire to see something good, something good in their growth and development, or something good in our families, too. And there are other things on a bigger scale that might make us impatient as we look out on the world. We don't want to wait for so long to see an end of poverty and hunger in our community or in the world. There may be injustices that, that really strike us and that move us that we want to do something about. And it's hard to see that they linger. And it's hard to see that uh, months will go by or years even before a problem that we know is so big out there is getting solved. And this might tempt us to say, well, impatience is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But I want to focus back on the, the emotional response of impatience and how it connects to the things we want when they're not happening in the time that we want them. In the Torah, God is described as having the midah of patience as one of the essential qualities of God. And the term that the Torah uses is erech apayim, which means literally long-nosed. But it's not like Pinocchio, who has a long nose when he lies. It's the opposite of, of the hot nose. And the nose here is clearly a, a metaphor for what we would call in English the fuse. Someone has a short fuse who gets hot quickly, or someone has a long fuse. And God's patience with the children of Israel as they march through the desert and sometimes obey God's commands and sometimes don't, is rooted in the ability to, to suffer through the, the growth pains and the, and the moments in which, in which the people are not living up to God's expectations. Alan Morinus, who's one of the great modern teachers of, of Musar, of Jewish ethical self-discipline, talks about how we can do this in a way that he characterizes as creating greater distance between the match and the fuse. And there's a recognition that there will be things that will get to us and that will um, annoy us and cause us to become hot potentially, but that if we can light those matches far from the, the fuse where we really get burned up and heated up, then that's the, the self-discipline and the calm that we need to, to have in order to cultivate the quality of patience and be like God. But we could say that when it comes to the issue of things unfolding in time, God has this huge advantage over us, which is that God has an, an infinite amount of time, and God can see out into time. And so if in this particular moment something is not perfect, God can, at least the way we talk about God and the, the metaphors we use for God, God can look out and know with certainty that there's another moment where things will be different. But what about us? We really live in very few moments, certainly compared to the eternal God. Time is precious and time is moving for us. Well, one reminder that we might keep in our own minds is if we think back on those times when we really were impatient for something to change and we express that impatience through, through anger, through raising our voice or anything like that that was an emotional display of our impatience. And how many times did that really have the effect that we wanted? Do we really get someone out of the house faster by yelling? Or if we do, does it lead to a, a lesson that uh, makes it so that we don't have to do that the next time? For the most part, becoming angry or displaying impatience in that emotional way is not a very effective way of achieving the things that we want, even if those things really are important. Important in the, the small thing, honoring the commitment of time we made to somebody else, or important in the bigger picture, helping somebody grow or changing something that's unjust or not right in the world. So we need some other way of dealing with the this juncture that we sometimes feel between our sense of time and the, and the sense of time of something going on on the outside. 
As I was thinking about this over the last week, I remembered a quote from a great Rav, who is actually a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, named Oral Hirschheiser, a great pitcher of the 80s and 90s. Hirschheiser says, Everyone says, this is a big game, or this is not a big game. I say to myself, it's a big game because it's the only game. It's the only game we can win today. I've liked this quote in other contexts, but I realize that it has a lot to teach us about patience. Rob Hirschheiser is reminding us that we can only live in the moment that we have right now. If it's April, the beginning of the season, that you can't pitch in the World Series, that moment is farther off. And no amount of desire and no amount of anger is going to make that other game take place today. Impatience is really, essentially, the unrealistic wish that we were living in a moment different from right now. It's the moment we have before us that's the one we have to make something out of. Whenever there's something we can't do anything about in the moment, it's an opportunity to cultivate and learn the quality of patience. On a small scale, if there's really nothing we can do to get ourselves or someone with us out of the house faster or to that movie theater a few minutes earlier than it looks like we're going to be, then that is precisely the moment to try to pull back and to calm down and see if we can make something, even if it means something as simple as picking up the newspaper that's lying around and reading and learning something in the moment we otherwise wish we had been out the door. On a wider scale, Shabbat is a profound opportunity to cultivate patience. Whatever our world or our home is as the sun sets on Friday afternoon, that's what we live with for Shabbat. We eat the food that's prepared already. We spend time with the people who are near us and in our community. We hold back from creating and from making or demanding changes in what's around us. And whatever is here on Shabbat, we look at as me'en olam haba, as a kind of glimpse of a perfected world. Hopefully, the patience that we could experience on Shabbat becomes a blessing that we can take out into our week after Havdalah. And we can turn the occasions that might otherwise cause us to be impatient into occasions for eagerness and the motivations thoughtfully and calmly to do the things we need to do to change ourselves, to help other people grow, and to repair the world. That's what it might mean to bring a little more of the midah, the quality of patience, of Savlanut, into our lives.